so good. I literally whenever I need just like a bit of like comfort it's like comfort food but like comfort tv I always go back to like big time rush or iCarly I go back and I watch and I've like recently gone branded into it as well and I'm sitting there like watching it like actually laughing like from my stomach laughing yeah And and I'm like why is this actually so good like the writing and the scripting is actually really funny to me now and Brandon's like it's actually not funny to you now. It just gives you nostalgia of when you were younger and that's why you think it's funny because you can like reminisce. And I was like, I don't need your psychological analysis on why I think this is good. It's actually just brilliant. I don't TV, think that's so. entirely true though because there's definitely like Disney and stuff. You'll go back and watch it or like Disney mm. movies that you watched as a kid and you're like, oh, there's definitely a lot of stuff in here mm. for adults and it's funny now. But yeah. as a kid, I would have yeah. not got the joke. Yeah, definitely. And like even the stuff that's on Disney Channel now, not that I watch it, but I have skimmed, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, um, this don't. is so bad. Like it is terrible compared. Oh. I think that we definitely got the best kind of like generational Disney shows out of anyone because it was kind of just like 100%. fresh, it fresh then. I remember getting like the CDs as well, like the yes. Disney soundtrack at, at the end of the year and going on road trips, like being little and my parents playing it and yeah, hitting all those like Little Mermaid tracks. Have you oh. seen the Little Mermaid film yet? No. Yeah, have neither. You? No, neither. I actually listened to, I was driving today and I, it was Spotify, I was advertising the Little Mermaid album, the mm-hmm. new one, mm-hmm. and I played her version of Party of World. Oh, was yeah. Does she actually sing it or is yeah. it? Yeah. So oh. she's actually a singer, I believe, in like a duo with her sister. Oh, okay. So she's a real good singer. Mm. Multi-talented. Can't relate. I think I'll always. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can relate. Um, no. What in your album? <laughs> Still on its way. My what? Your album. What album? <laughs> Big things coming. <laughs> oh yes, my yeah no. Um, that album. Still a, no. I actually have a book coming out. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> it was actually when I had my knees done, and somebody came to visit and took a photo of me, like in my walker, and like I had these stupid socks on that they were okay. They're not stupid. I shouldn't say they just look silly. Like my nan knitted me, so they're like Aww. they're like purple and green, like really flamboyant. And I've got like a beanie on and my compression socks. And I'm struggling to walk. And then um, I can't remember who. It was just like before memes were even a like, thing. Yeah. And somebody made a meme of me and wrote like down the bottom, baby steps. <laughs> and then I posted, guys, book coming soon. But that was 10 years ago. So it's still in still the works. Its, way. it's the most anticipated like um, book of the year. It should be a New York Times bestseller. Um, I'll link it in the bio. Yeah, right please now. do. Please do. Uh, so, so. When, so you did both your knees at the same time. I did. I did. Explain that story. Okay. So I, oh God, this is a long one. Strap in. Strap um, yeah, get comfortable. <laughs> so I was, think I was 13 at the time. I was an avid netball player, ripped to my knees. I didn't know at the time, but, and I also did gymnastics, had done since I was three years old. So I was constantly overstretching my ligaments and my muscles. Um, at that time, I obviously didn't know how yeah. detrimental it would be for me. But I just – everybody at that age, I, I think, wants to be as flexible as possible. Like I remember before anything was kind of viral, there were – like all those flexibility challenges and you'd put your leg up on the wall and try and do the middle splits. And so I was constantly working on my flexibility. Like that was obviously aligned with doing gymnastics um, competitively. And I was in year nine and I remember kind of 
jarring it at netball and thinking, oh my God, this is so painful. But five minutes later, I was up fine, could run laps. It was fine. Like I'd never done anything in the first place, but I was at gymnastics, just training. And I just went to do like a I don't even know what it was just like a back tuck on the like the spring floor so yeah nothing's too impactful but I just like remember doing it and landing incorrectly and snapping both of them at the same time and it was so painful like the pain was excruciating like I can't even de- begin to describe how painful it was but ACLs yes both yeah both ACLs but at the time I didn't know that I'd done them yeah because five minutes later I got back up and could walk and it was fine it's almost like my knees were gaslighting me. They were like, oh, something's wrong. And then jokes. Yeah, jokes. They're actually fine. And I walked out of there and I didn't even tell my mum or like whoever came to pick me up oh, that no. night that I'd done anything because I was like, oh, I'm all good. Like I jumped in the car, went to school the next day. It was fine. And then it wasn't until I kept doing them over and over again thinking something's not right here. And I remember going to a physio and telling them how many, I think I'd done my right one five times, my left one twice. Oh. Um, and they completely misdiagnosed me. Yeah, really bad. So they just thought I kind of jarred both of them or sprained. Um, I don't even, I it was so long ago. I can't even remember what they misdiagnosed me with. But I remember doing all the exercises and it just never getting any better. And I, my parents got so mad at me because I wasn't doing like all the rehab exercises that he'd given yeah. me. But I was like, I actually don't feel any better by doing them. Yeah. So why would I do them? But they just thought I was lazy as they do every 13, 14 year old. Um, but yeah, so they, I went back to my GP, got another referral to see like a specialist this time. And immediately I like hopped up on the bench. I was like, there's something wrong with my knees. I just don't know what they are. And he like grabbed like my, what's this part of my calf? My calf. (laughs) And he grabbed like the bottom of my thigh and like jiggled my leg around. And he was like, yep, there's definitely something wrong with that. And then almost went to my left to use it as like a comparison because he he didn't quite think there was anything wrong with my left. And it went to like do the same thing to my left leg. And he was like, oh. No, there's definitely something wrong with that one too. So let's get you. Told you, mum. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't lying. Yeah. yeah, So I went for an MRI, and the worst thing about having two injuries and having an MRI is that you can't get them done at the same time. You have to get them done separately. So, and I'm claustrophobic. So I'm I'm okay with hospitals, but just like small crammed spaces is not good. And I was so young as well. So I'm like going into the MRI and have to sit completely still for 40 minutes or whatever. And then I come out and then they prep me and have to go back in for the second one. Hopefully technology has advanced by now and they can actually do both at the same time. I don't know what was up with that, but anyway. um, So they came back, results came back, went back to the specialist and he was like, so you've actually torn both of your ACLs completely um, and you've got meniscus damage in your right as well. So we're going to need to do double knee reconstruction. And I was like, okay, uh so awesome. do we, <laughs> great thanks for that I'm and you're in, 13 I'm 13 yeah 13 I was in year nine at the time I was young for my year so the worst thing about this was I was supposed to go on snow camp oh. um and I never, I've also never been to the snow and so this was my one yeah this was my one opportunity I was going to get because growing up my parents were tropical holiday people we always went to like hot places yeah. when we got to go Same. on vacation which I don't mind at all I'm no, not complaining no. at all but I just 
had like, that was your your heart was set yeah and i did pass the subject like it was like pe alternative yeah. specifically for the snow camp because oh. i knew i was gonna get to go and i was so excited and then my first thing was like okay but can we do it after snow camp yeah and my doctor was like um no <laughs> we need to do this asap so that we can get you recovered like asap because oh. the longer we leave it the worse it's going to get because technically you could go on for the rest of your life with torn acls but you run the risk of continuously tearing them and them getting worse and by the time you're 25 like you will start to notice a difference when you walk yeah. and you, it's going to be a struggle for you and i was like okay well i need to get them fixed so with much bargaining came, uh, my mum was like, oh, you definitely need to get them done ASAP. So set the date, got them done. I was kind of, they were, my mum was hesitant to, because my doctor said, you got to get them both done at the same time. And my mum was like, well, it's, it's going to be a lot. Do you think that we could do them one at a time? Because can you walk afterwards? So because I had them done at the same time, no, I had no. to kind of learn how to I would almost say I had to learn how to walk again. Technically I did, but I don't want to make it sound more dr dramatic yeah. than it was. It was just like the ligaments had to like, it took time for them to kind of heal properly over like my muscles. Like when you break your arm, you like get out of a cast and you're like, you can't straighten it straight away. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, exactly. But I had to get used to holding up my entire body weight with my legs. But um, no, so they, my doctor recommended having them both done at the same time because I was so young, they were going to heal faster than if I was 85, which was great. <laughs> but awesome. also the rehabilitation process is quite grueling and and like harsh yeah so that he was kind of saying that if I was to do one at a time and it's one, it's nine months per leg yeah so I would get one done and go through nine months of rehab and absolutely hate it and it would suck and then I wouldn't want to go in for the second and like one no in the back of your head you had to go do it again yeah exactly so he's like let's just get them both done at the same time and your rehab will be obviously twice as long but not twice as long just twice as hard yeah. but you won't then try and um like favor one leg as well yeah. because if you get one done if say if I got my left one done first I'm going to be limping on my right and using that and not actually like you'd end up with a super bulk left yeah leg. all this muscle tone <laughs> in one thigh and then nothing in the other so yeah it was just going to be a more even and more balanced like rehabilitation for me if I was to do them at the same time so we did them at the same time. I went in. It was July. If my memory serves me well, I think it was July 13th. And it, I was in hospital for a week. Um, they got me up a couple of times. I was on a lot of medication. Like it yeah. was crazy the amount of medication I was on. I was on Endone. Um, and my mum was so wild about me being an endone she was like i don't want her on that stuff it's hillbilly <laughs> heroin she's gonna get a dead don't want her get addicted and they were like well she's in a lot of pain so yeah. maybe maybe just, a little bit we'll, we'll wean her off it it's all good she's only 13 it's fine um and, and now i'm addicted yeah. to endones. <laughs> <laughs> now i'm addicted to painkillers <laughs> so i they got me up maybe a week after my surgery up on like a walker just to kind of get me like feeling I was using all I remember I was using all of my upper body strength and just kind of like moving my toes at this point and like my feet I wasn't actually mm. putting any of my weight like through my legs which is I guess how they kind of get you to start getting mobile again but yeah I left hospital in a wheelchair I was in that for a while um I don't it's honestly so long ago it was 10 years this year yeah, wow. so I just don't remember the exact 
how long I was in everything for, but wheelchairs, walkers, uh, and then crutches. I was on crutches for probably 12 weeks, the Canadian ones that go around your, um, like your wrists and like your upper like bicep. Yeah. Um, and it's actually funny because when I was younger, I had nothing, not nothing wrong with me, but I'd never broken a bone, never sprained my ankle or anything like that. And all I wanted, because I was yeah. just such an attention seeking child, I all I wanted was like a boot or something or yeah. to break my ankle and to come to primary school with or a cast, crutch, a someone can sign, sign it. it. And because like all the attention was going to be on me and that's just been me like my entire childhood. <laughs> so I be careful what you wish for uh, because I definitely got that twofold. Got the whole lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I was pretty much bedridden for a long, long time. Um, not, not bedridden, but just on the couch and obviously – I wasn't able to do any physical activity. So I wasn't getting that like endorphins. Yeah. Cause um, to go from like gym and netball to neither. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I missed a lot of school that year and I was bummed because we were doing line dancing that term at school <sighs> and there was no fucking way I was going to be able to do the line dancing. Um, but in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. No. Oh, maybe they would have given me pity points though. Like Potentially. I could have aced the... Aced Are you the getting line. marked on line dancing? Yeah, yeah. No, Definitely. Oh. I remember doing it the year after and just like being like, this is so fun. But that would have come in handy in Nashville. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So that's how you ended up finding pole, right? Mm. Because it was something you could do. Yep. Yep. With. Yeah. So I, after my like 18 months of rehab, oh, I. So long. It was so long. So I just remember like it was, and it's such like an important part of your life as well. Like that age group. Totally. Because everyone's, you know, I had heaps of friends that were swimmers or horse riders and they were just like going out, kicking horse goals. Horse girls. Yeah. They loved it. Um, and I was literally on, on suck on the couch, not Ugh. being able to do anything, which sucked, but, um, it's a blessing and a lesson yeah. or both. Um, and so I remember going to my doctor after my rehab was done and I was in the clear to start kind of getting my life back on track in terms of physical activity. Um, but I remember going to my doctor and being like, oh, I have this list of things that I would like to try because I had 18 months to think about it. I've written and them all down. Yeah, written them all down. And he was basically like, no, no, definitely not. Too harsh. No, like you just need to ease yourself back into it. Like you obviously can never go back to gym or yeah. netball. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm determined to find something then. And I remember I had two friends at high school who had just started pole dancing. And I thought to myself, fuck that sounds like so much fun and right up my alley as well like I I'd always had a bit of natural flexibility that was going to carry through from um, gymnastics but obviously I had not been doing any exercise for so long I had no upper body strength yes. but I was like I've got to give it a go so I went to my doctor got the all clear he's like I don't see why you couldn't do it I guess it's just a lot of upper body strength and core strength and I mean especially in the lower levels you don't do anything with your knees yeah. so he was like yep that's totally fine. You want to start doing that once a week? I was like, yes, finally. What was, what was mum and dad's? I feel like because going to your parents and being like, at four, 14? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do pole dancing, mum and dad. I feel yeah. like that they'd maybe be like, hmm. Yes, that was exactly their reaction. <laughs> hmm. But I think they had seen me 
suffer for so long that that my mum was just like more willing to get me out of the house no matter what it took so she was she paid for my first couple of lessons she had to come to my first couple of lessons as well because I was underage had to sign the waiver um and yeah I remember going to my first class and just literally falling in love with it and it's just my life has never been the same since pretty much and then I remember my dad my mum came to the first showcase so showcase is like at the end of the term it's kind of just like all like the different levels will come together um, and do the routine that they've been working on and you bring your family and friends and it's just like a fun night out. At that time, the studio that I was at, it was a bit of a smaller studio. So we did um, like uh, every night was a different showcase. So if I dance on a Tuesday night, it was just a Tuesday showcase. You didn't get to see every single class, but it was just fun. It was super casual back then. So I remember my mum came to the first couple ones and then eventually my dad came along. And once he saw like how like mundane it was, and I mean, I was wearing booty shorts from Supre and he was like, oh, back in the day, like honestly a massive sleigh era for me um he just saw like how yeah how like not mainstream it was but just how kind of juvenile it was the level that I was doing it at and yeah he just loved it after that I think he's come to probably three or four since then but yes because I feel like that's such a huge like you're the first person that I met that did it really Mm. like Mm. I knew people I heard of people doing it yeah but there's like a huge misconception I feel Mm. like People, you're like, yeah, do pole dancing. And people, their mind just goes to like stripping, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Which is, it's not that at all. No, it's not. But I think my opinion or my perspective on this kind of topic has like changed so much over the years. I think because I started so young initially when I told people that I was doing pole dancing, I was very quick to try and remove myself from that situation mm-hmm. and shut down any kind of correlation between what I was doing pole dancing for and stripping, which is totally fair because that's not what I was doing it for. I was pole dancing for fitness and for fun and all that kind of stuff. But I know heaps of people who do it for money and, um, and that's totally fine too. But I think like now it's, I understand that it's still such like a developing sport that was largely shaped in the beginning by strippers and by the sex work community. So it's really important, no matter like what part of like your journey in pole dancing that you're at, to never forget their role in the community because a lot of the stuff that we do now, like the tricks and the stage presence, stage presence, sorry, yeah. um, is heavily mirrored by what the stripping community kind of laid those initial foundations down for like that's the epicenter like they kind yeah. of created it and it developed from there so that like we as dancers today can who are coming down the pipeline still um are able to dance freely and and to ever like whatever capacity that they want to so yeah I I don't do it for that but I know a lot of girls who do but nowadays because I've been doing it for so long it doesn't phase me when people kind of make that um, correlation because I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, pole dancing did come from stripping. It yeah. Did. I, that's not what I do it for, but yeah. You got to respect that there is Absolute. people that do it for that reason. Yes. A hundred percent. And I feel like also you've obviously learned and changed a lot, as you said, like your ideas about it, mm-hmm. but just starting it when you went into your first class, was it what you thought it would be? Oh my God. No, absolutely not. I think as well, my teacher, my first teacher, Um, kind of not dumbed it down but didn't want me having a bad experience so it was all about I went in thinking 
because I I started because there were heaps of my friends doing it at that time. Um, I was like, oh, it's just like a fun thing. You know, I never danced as a child, so I never had that kind of creative release. It's just so funny though, because I feel like you would have been so perfect for dancing. <laughs> well, I mean, my mum put me in gymnastics because it was like the only thing that was going to take me at two years old or three years old. Like, and I needed discipline at go. that age. And she was like, yeah, that you need that. And um, my mum also didn't want to be a dance mum. So that has something That's to do with totally it too. That's totally fair. <laughs> but no, I um, it, it was completely different. And I think like, yeah, people still obviously have these misconceptions about what it is, but you don't know until you try. And I think now it's just becoming so much more of like a mainstream activity and the studio that I dance at now, you would walk into it and think that it's a yoga space. Like it's just so airy and light and like bohemian vibes that you wouldn't, you walk in and think, Oh my God, this is a pole dancing studio because a lot of the other studios that I have danced at previously um, have that kind of like dark aesthetic. More underground feel. Yeah, more kind of strip club feels because yeah. I mean that's the girls who originally brought pole dancing or the women, sorry, I should say, who brought pole dancing to Australia were strippers and that was all they were used to and then when they created their own studios, they obviously mirrored that kind of image of a strip club into their studio so they had carpet. Oh my oh. gosh. Don't ever ask me to pole dance on carpet the carpet burn you get from like sliding your knees across it's just terrible um so yeah it was dark walls pink sometimes even dark pinks everywhere curtains um short poles uh but now it's just like evolved so much and like i said before the studios that you'll find around this area particularly it's all about you know like empowerment and fitness and strength and feeling like a goddess and doing yeah. all those types of things so yeah it's come a long way the studio you're at, at the moment is like st- is stunning stunning yeah it's, it's stunning. beautiful they've done such a good job at hitting that like aesthetic that they wanted to hit because yeah. Yeah, apart from like the three meter brass poles that are everywhere. That um, spin. That spin, yes. Another misconception about pole dancing. So the, um, yeah, the poles spin. Well, you can make them static, but it's no fun when they're static. No. So I remember hearing that and like I was like, oh, it makes so much sense. Mm, mm, yeah, they, um, you actually just hold on to the pole while the pole spins around. The pole doesn't st- stay still while you spin, if that makes sense. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. But yeah. Um, so you essentially are just holding pretty shapes and maneuvering your body <laughs> around the spinning pole. And yeah, it, it it's all about kind of, cons- not consistency, but if you, once you're like, when you're learning to pole dance and you're going up and spinning super fast, you like tend to vortex a lot, which is kind of, you start, I'm like doing all these hand gestures <laughs> and you're not going to be able to see them, but that's fine. They'll work um, out. Yeah, we'll make it work. But so when you start um, and you grab onto the pole and your body is kind of like away from it and you're spinning, you spin quite slow. But the moment that you try and gravitate towards and pull yourself and your body closer to the pole, what happens is obviously it's that gravitational pull. Speed. You pick up speed really fast. It's like when you're in the playground um, <laughs> at like a kid's park and you're on that thing and then like you jump on it and you drag yourself closer to it and it just like you want to vomit because you're spinning oh. so fast. It's the same thing. Excuse me. But the yeah, the more you practice, the more kind of you'll get your head around being able to just kind of combat that, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. And I think one like talking about, the kind of history of it and how it did come from 
stripping and sex work, mm-hmm. the costumes, oh, I think that's probably a big part of it, it has carried through. Mm-hmm. But something I learned watching one of your showcases, how there is that element to it, I guess, of you, it's dressing up and yes, for what you do. But definitely. It's like a practical thing as well because oh, the, it yeah. more advanced, mm-hmm. which I never really thought about until she said it made total sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people wouldn't think about it that way is that to actually advance and do more tricks, you need like you're relying on your skin to stick yes. to the pole. Yes, exactly. Especially that's what I tell all of my beginners or anybody who's coming to do a free trial um, is that. They ask me, oh, what do I wear? Like, I obviously don't want to wear booty shorts. You don't have to wear booty shorts, but you need to wear the shortest pair of bike shorts that you own. Do not, whatever you do, come in leggings or tights because you're going to have the worst time. Um, A t-shirt is fine for beginners um, because you won't, like, use a lot of, like, you'll just use your hands and not a lot of your elbows and stuff like that. But you need to wear short shorts because you need – a lot of skin to pole contact because as you just said that's exactly right the more you advance like through the levels the more skin you need to show because the more like angles of your body that you'll be gripping on with like in beginners you start with your hands and the backs of your knees and then as you progress through the levels it it's going to be the back of your thigh and your ankle and your elbow and your shoulder so if you're wearing those types of clothing that prevents you from making that skin to pole contact yeah, it's gonna it's gonna inhibit in sorry inhibit you is that a word yeah yeah inhibit, inhibit you greatly yeah definitely so yeah don't wear tights to your first pole dancing <laughs> class yeah, a word of advice because I think that's actually something you just said then for a lot of people coming into it I imagine it would be super daunting mm. to like not everyone is confident in that regard yeah and going into a room mm-hmm. even full of girls yep. is in a in booty shorts and a crop top for some people is like their worst nightmare yes but I I feel like having seen your showcases and kind of the environment that it creates mm-hmm. people might start that way but I feel like it changes a lot definitely. to how they kind of view themselves mm-hmm. which is really really cool yeah definitely that it's so good, cool to see the, that progression from girls who start wearing a t-shirt and bike shorts and they end up wearing their bra and undies or a g-string or something which is just so cool to see because you're right it's like over that period of time they will have gained more confidence in themselves where they feel like they can wear that type of thing because at the start it's you are right it's very daunting and I remember starting and obviously having to wear a singlet top or something and my supre booty shorts and still feeling naked (laughs) yeah and still yeah feeling completely naked and it is so scary going into class that first time especially if you're not an extrovert or you're stepping out of your comfort zone trying to do something for the first time like that like pole dancing um and then it's just such a super addictive feeling once you start and you see um it's just it's one of those things that you actually see progression quite quickly in your tricks and your grip strength and all that kind of stuff so once you feel obviously more confident and like you've accomplished things each week uh, you get into that habit and that pattern of feeling confident every week and yeah you just end up, end up taking all your clothes off which sounds still sounds like super provocative but there is don't... obviously a provocative element to it yeah. like which there's nothing wrong with because mm-hmm. I guess it's the same as like dancing. Like I grew up dancing yep. and the dance concerts from when I started when I was three, like the costumes you would wear back then, just kind of over the years, I remember seeing them become less and less and mm-hmm. less. But I guess people do comment on it in that kind of community. Yeah. 
but not as much as someone would give someone slack like for what they would wear in pole dancing yeah no I remember starting when I was in when I was in high school and somebody saying to me oh well I mean you know you could wear more clothes like you're just like putting yourself out there and I'm like well I mean girls who do gymnastics and dance and swimming like why do you wear bikinis when you swim because if you were to wear more clothes you would go slower right it's the same thing with pole dancing if I'm gonna wear more clothes I'm gonna slide down the pole I'm not gonna be able to grip as well so and there's obviously a performance element to mm, it which kind of yeah you know is why it's it allows that dressing up element yes yeah the dress up the dressing up is one of the best parts of it by far the shoes I think oh the shoes shoes. (laughs) Oh god, the shoes! Yeah, they're they're one of my favorite parts of it for sure. And I didn't buy, or I actually didn't even buy my first pair. I got handed down them from one of my first teachers, but I didn't wear shoes. So when I say shoes, I mean they're stripper shoes. You yeah, buy them describe from, them for yes. people who don't know. So you can <laughs> you can um, get them online. When I first started, you actually couldn't get them online. You could the the studio that I was at used to have a big book like a coffee table book like a um like a catalog almost and you'd go through them and you'd have to order them through your studio and then they would t- contact the wholesaler and then get them delivered to the studio wow it sounds so ancient but it was only yeah. 2015 um and then they look online stores probably were around then but we just didn't know about them and they weren't as many as there are now for sure because i guess their main their main audience of people buying them would have been people working as strippers. Yep, exactly. Not 14-year-olds from the Shire <laughs> who need pole dancing shoes. Yeah, exactly. So I um, I didn't wear them for the first probably year and a half of pole dancing. And then I was like, that's it. I've had enough. I feel too short. All my other girls in the class are wearing them. I'm just going to give it a go. So I started with seven inches. And that sounds terrifying. I know. But... When you think about it, when you look at a, a pole dancing shoe or a stripping shoe, um, the platform itself that like the ball of your foot goes onto is the main like part of the heel. Like that itself is three or four inches. So technically, if your platform of your shoe is four inches and your heel is seven inches, you're really only walking on a heel that's three inches like high. They do take practice. Yeah. Um, I remember putting them on for the first time and being like, whoa, the altitude sickness is crazy. <laughs> You're like, this is what it feels like to, to be, be tall. tall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I was six foot and I was like, this is amazing. I could basically be a Victoria's Secret model at this point. Um, minus not having any boobs, but <laughs> I could I could work work on that later. We can, yeah. yeah. There's um, procedures for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I had seven inches and as soon as you put them on and dance in them for the first time, like you will never go back to wearing no shoes because you just feel like a tree stump. You feel such like an elf and a little short ass, <laughs> like in the no shoes. And I remember that was kind of the moment for my mum where she was like, oh, okay, she's serious about this. Yeah. And my dad was kind of like, oh, I don't want to see you in those shoes. He's like, I might not come to that, yeah. that next showcase. <laughs> and then I wore those shoes to death, I remember, because – I was, I think I had a, I didn't, don't think I had a job at that point. So I couldn't afford to buy myself a new pair. So I literally wore them until they ripped off the soles. <sighs> and then um, when I turned 17, my mum was like, you need to get a job so you can pay for your own pole dancing classes. Cause I think I was doing three or four classes this week wow. and classes are not cheap. And no. back then they weren't cheap and now they're even more expensive. So I remember getting a job solely so that I could pay for my <laughs> classes Oh, God. That's so cool looking back, though, to think that you had something that you were like, 
I want to do it this much that yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, this is solely the reason I'm doing it. Yeah, obviously it's also good to have a job. But yeah, of course, like learning about um, responsibility, like, responsibility, and life skills and employment and stuff. But no, it was it was all for the pole shoes. <laughs> it was the shoes, and then it was the costume. Not costumes, even just like then like pole apparel became a thing, and it wasn't yeah. like because I used to just wear my little bike shorts or um, cozies, which yeah. is still girls still wear cozies a lot these days because. If it's not pole apparel, it's definitely cozies. But yeah, no, now pole apparel is so, there's so many different websites and the markup on them is crazy. I remember like originally going on to Ra, which was like, oh, God love them. They're one of the original pole <laughs> the booty shorts, the OG booty shorts that used to go. And I think they were like $30 for a pair of booty shorts. Bargain. I remember buying my first pair. And not knowing how to online shop, so I had to get my mum to buy them. So embarrassing. <laughs> and I think she got me and Naomi a pair. Nice. And my mum would only let me get the full coverage. Of course. Of course. And they had unicorns on them. Yeah. So it was uh, child-friendly uh, at that point. But then after uh, after a while and I figured out how to actually excuse me, online shop for myself. Yeah, I, like bought, I got this mom. I got the Brazilian like sparkly <laughs> silver with diamantes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Full Vegas showgirl spec. Yeah. That was when I first started. Oh, that was my that dream was to be a Vegas showgirl. That was it. But I think I'm actually too short now that I've done my research. There's a height requirement. There is. There is. And I'm also like when I look at my body, I love my body. There's nothing wrong with my body. But I'm thinking like I don't think that the Vegas like showgirl type is my body type, which is unfortunate because there's nothing I can do about my body type. I, no. I get you get what you get. And you don't get upset. <laughs> but um, I don't think if I was to ever like try and be casted in something like that, I don't think they would. They would be like instantly, oh, her legs are too short, which is fine. They're loss. Exactly, they're loss. I know. Do you but- think though? sort of on the body body positivity note do you attribute a lot of the way you kind of feel about that genre of yes like yes back to pole dancing absolutely absolutely because I remember, i'm glad you brought this up yeah because even i don't before i knew you probably mm-hmm. and there's you'll know what post i'm talking about but your instagram post you, you would have been like I was 18, 19, 19 maybe? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And yeah. it was just like a very normal, like real post though, but like the caption was just like being totally real. Mm, yeah. And I remember being like, that is such a wise, for someone at that age, mm. like peak high school, where like high school can be like quite a horrible place in oh, that regard. Yeah, definitely. You were so kind of leaps and bounds ahead of everyone in that. Yeah. And I was like, respect. I am so <laughs> jealous. Like that's I, incredible. Yes. A hundred percent. I I think I attribute pole dancing to all of that. I um I think it's because I did start so young and I was going I was still kind of going through puberty at that time how about 15 16 yeah and it was such a crucial time in like a young female's life because you're learning well actually you're not learning about your body because they didn't teach (laughs) us anything at school about it but you're kind of like starting to become self-aware about those things and you like body comparison is inevitable amongst like young girls like that like you see especially with social media too you see girls online and they have a box gap or they're skinnier and taller than you and you go fuck why do I look like that but I think I completely missed that train because I was exposed to my body from such a young age in pole dancing and I 
like went there every week and I took my clothes off and I kind of love myself sick in that mirror. Like I forced myself to because you don't have really a choice. Like you're literally, it's just you and the pole and your undies and you kind of learn to just love your body and appreciate what it will do in that kind of situation. Like I was learning about my body through how it moved and learning kind of how to move it in a way that made me feel really sexy. And some people will think, oh, a 15 year old shouldn't feel sexy. And that's totally fine. But I think that I was just kind of feeling empowered and confident so young that it's just carried through with me in all aspects of my life. Um, I think from pole I was able to go to school and do I don't know like I was you know I can do all these amazing things of pole dancing and feel sexy if I can do that then I can go to school and I can speak in front of my entire grade or I can go and do this job interview for this job that I really want but yeah it's just crazy how much of my confidence and my self-esteem I think come from like doing pole dancing at such a young age but yeah it yeah. Even just the environment. I mean, I've been to two of your showcases now, yeah. which is so fun. I love coming <laughs> to so watch. Good. But I remember the first time I went, I kind of didn't really know what to expect mm-hmm. other than what I'd seen on Instagram or yeah. what the, of what you post. But the environment when you walk into that room is next level. It's mm-hmm. not what you, I don't know, it's not what I expected at all, but yeah. it was so much better. Yeah. You know, so empowering and everyone's performing and the crowd, like, your grandma was there like there was grandmas yeah she's my biggest fan (laughs) shout out nan (laughs) but there was it was such a you know i I must say actually this second time around there was a few more dads than the last but yeah it was all like boyfriends Mm -hmm. friends moms grandmas siblings Mm -hmm. which is so cool and then the kind of cohort of people performing yeah the way that they hyped everyone up who who was performing and it felt like such a an empowering like environment yeah it is it was so cool it was so cool to watch it is for sure and that's the best thing about the studio that I'm teaching at, at the moment is that it fosters such that supportive environment that it um yeah when we have our showcases it's kind of like it's it's just cool to see how far like showcases especially have come in like the past 10 years or whatever because back then and I say back then like it was like <laughs> 1995 but it wasn't back it was then in 2015 2015 and 2016 like less of my friends and less of my family members were um they were they were very hesitant mm. to come and fair enough like I get it like everybody has their opinions about it and you just kind of got to give it a try because yeah. it's so cliche but you just never know until you try or you never come and like watch it and people I I remember like getting messages from people that I don't even know after showcases being like that was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life and just so cool to be in a room full of people just supporting each other because it's just so like electric the atmosphere it is it really and is it's like um, like contagious like that feeling of su- being supportive of other people and that's not just at the showcase that's in class too like I make sure that everybody feels comfortable and like the best version of themselves every time they come to class because I remember I've been to dance at so many different studios and they it's just it's not like they were going out of their way to make you feel uncomfortable but they just weren't doing anything to they weren't doing their absolute most to make sure that everybody 
is felt their best yeah exactly and it was kind of like all right like I'll turn up this is my job I'll teach you and then go home and that's totally fine no one's asking you to do any more than that but at the same time like now it's that so I'm not hard to do more than that though. oh yeah and like you just need to make sure that literally every person in the room feels special you need to ask them about their day and you need to remember things like my one of my biggest things is remembering things that people have told me and I think I have a pretty good memory like I'll always be like oh, I saw that you went to the like a wedding on Instagram yeah. last week and how was that? And so it's just like little things like that that's going to make them think, oh, like, you know, she didn't have to ask me about that or something that we actually do and we have done quite a lot this t- last term that's just gone. So I, whenever it's someone's birthday, <laughs> oh my God, this is so, like, they'll be like, this is so embarrassing. I love it. So, and we've had quite a lot of birthdays this term, this last term, because there's a lot of Taurus babies in <laughs> our class or one of my classes. Um, you included? Yes. Yes. I, I got one of these as well. So we will put, we'll finish 10 minutes early. We'll put a chair at the front of the room, make them sit down and they get like 30 seconds solo. I'll put on a song um, and 30 seconds solo from everyone who wants to participate. If you don't want yeah. to, all good. I'm not pressuring you to do anything <laughs> like that. But it's just a lot of fun because a lot of the girls in that class in particular are of the same age and have become quite good friends yeah. outside of pole now since meeting each other. And it's just so cool to see them doing that freestyle and giving them a lap dance and <laughs> then we all come in at the end and we get to like party and oh yeah, it's just so fun. So it's just like giving them a lot of love because you never know whatever someone's had a bad day, you know? And like no, sometimes totally. they, they won't show that or they won't want to express that they've had a bad day. But, you know, if I can make their day just that little bit better, then that's I'm doing my job. And it's that's kind of stuff stays with you as well. And 100%. like that's huge around like our student retention. Like I w- wouldn't want to stay as a student somewhere or I wouldn't want to work for somebody mm. that doesn't really give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. say that they do and blah, blah, blah. But actions speak louder than words. But I think, yeah, it's just like you said, the little things that count that make the most. And I actually just finished up teaching for the term last uh, last week because I'm going overseas on my hot girl European summer vacation it's finally here Uh, finally (laughs) I'm only how many days away 13 days and counting um but I had a bunch of students make me cakes and bring me donuts and so nice boxes of chocolates and I'm just like wow like now I really know that I'm actually having an impact on these girls and guys lives and I know that I'm doing like a good enough job at what I what I've set out to do which is really like I think rewarding genuinely should be so proud of the environment that you've created there and being there Brandon and I were talking about it when mm. we were leaving we were both like man this is this is crazy because that was like one of the I think one of the biggest showcases you guys had had easily yeah yeah we, they sold way too many tickets <laughs> I was but people was, were standing up everywhere and sitting on the floor and getting kicked in the faces with the heels all part of the experience yeah exactly but it was just it's such a cool environment I imagine that it'd feel really cool to be able to create that for people and as you mm. said watch people kind of grow and because it's a really diverse bunch of I mean it it's Mostly girls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there guys? Yep. There are, but no, uh, 98% females in yeah. um, or non-binary in my classes. Yep. Yeah. And, but even so, like still quite diverse in like age and yes. body type That's and kind of ability. The, the age difference I love because yeah. I'll have a class of like girls in their late teens or young, early 20s, mid 20s, and they want like 
the lights up and the, the like when I say the lights up I they want like the colored lights and yeah. they want it to feel like sexy and all that kind of stuff and then I'll get like the older ladies who are just doing it for a the laugh mums. and the mums and stuff and they're like Jesus Christ Lily can you turn the <laughs> lights down I don't want to see myself yeah I don't need to see every angle of my body and that's just so funny to me like they're yeah. like you get like complete other ends of the spectrum which is so great because it just makes me like a bit more well-rounded teacher if I can teach all different abilities and different ages and shapes and sizes it's it's yeah beneficial for me but it's just more like it's it's all about them you know because how long have you been teaching now uh uh three years three years like permanently teaching yeah I started teacher training uh Three years into pole dancing, I think I was in 2018, I started um, teacher training, but then left the studio that I was at um, just to try some different things, try some different classes and different teachers because I felt like I was just like a little bit like not stuck, but I just felt like, oh, well, if I want to get better, I need to learn different things from different people. And so I left that studio and went to a bunch of different other ones and then um found the one that I'm at now and started teaching there and then uh COVID happened so everything got locked COVID. down for a while yeah hard to pole dance at home without a pole very hard <laughs> uh we did do like some zoom lessons we did like a lot of floor work like oh, exotic yeah. floor play um which sound doesn't sound isn't as erotic <laughs> as it sounds I swear it's just like rolling around the floor and doing some backwards backwards rolls and kicking your legs up to the weekend stuff. or Justin Bieber Yes. Top choices. I've, I was going to say, we've done routines to both those artists. So yes. I feel like I've seen head. a couple of those. Yeah. Justin Bieber, we've done, yeah, was uh, an exotic class I did, actually. <laughs> and then the weekend was an into one routine that I did. Is um, that the best bit, picking the songs? <laughs> yes. I, I love when um, I get to pick whatever song I want because mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be like a theme. Generally, there's a theme. Say if we have five terms during the year, four terms will have a theme. Yeah. Which is great sometimes if I can find a song that I like within the theme, but otherwise, otherwise it's, like it's hell. The thorn in your side. I remember doing like a Halloween theme and like oh. I love, don't get me wrong, I love a Halloween theme to dress up to. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so many different ideas and concepts that you can bring to life in, in like costumes for Halloween, but songs for Halloween, I was like, what am I going to do? The Halloween, the musical? Like... <laughs> Oh my god! And I, then it was like okay, dark and grungy, and then then it was like okay, what if I try and find something with the word blood in it? And then I don't know, it, it was a disaster. <laughs> Actually, I think that was one of the terms that. Um, so it wasn't the original COVID lockdown mm-hmm. term, but then it was you know how we went back, like we regressed. We had that a little year after, yeah. <laughs> had a little bit of a speed bump. I think that year was that term or was. Um, sorry, excuse me. That was that term. So I didn't actually have to end up doing the Halloween term. Thank the Lord. Yeah, we came out and then they were like, hold up. Here's Jokes. another 12 week back down. I remember, I feel like it was like a September or something. Yeah. And they were like, maybe not. Wait, everyone. Yeah. Just relax for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So no, the songs, song choice is the best. And a lot of my students will attest to this, but I love music from 2010 like that 2005 <laughs> to 2015 era of music they just don't make music it is like an iconic anymore. era like you've got like Avicii, Calvin Harris, 
David Guetta. I'm saying DJs now. I'm, I'm like, oh, oh God. Christina not, not Aguilera. Just EDM, but like Christina Aguilera, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Justin Bieber, like all of these artists. Pitbull, Kesha. Pitbull. Oh, my God. Like Mr. Worldwide himself. Yeah, he's great to warm up to. Like <laughs> yes. he's like the BPM is just perfect. And everyone knows, like you always, well, I at least always put in songs or try to put in songs in my warm up that people will know. Yeah. And I feel like, songs on like the top 100 charts these days they're trash man trash and i go on like the charts on on my spotify account i'm like i don't even know half you know what it is though it's all tiktok songs Mm yeah and you're like okay fair but the tiktok is like the famous part of that song is maybe a 10 second 15 second bite and i mean good on those useless yeah the rest of us the rest of it is just whatever but Stoked for all those artists who are getting charts. With, yeah, exactly. I mean, all TikTok you have songs. to do to become famous these days is get a have a viral song on TikTok, and then you're out there. You're it is running. wild how it's changed. Yeah, how but. TikTok has changed mm. a lot of things. I guess. I think we wanted to do a TikTok term, and I was like, oh. shut that down so quickly. <laughs> nope. No, I hear enough of these like on my um tiktok i don't need to be listening to them and another thing that pole dancing one thing that pole dancing has absolutely ruined for me (laughs) is um my spotify wrapped so you know right i always have to use your spotify for class yeah yeah well i could use apple music but like who wants to use apple music like you want an accurate yeah exactly and you want an accurate wrapped yeah i would love an accurate wrapped but my top five every year what was it pull it up what was it last year oh my god you're gonna die okay they're all, I'll tell you exactly the, the levels and like, here we go. Wait, your top songs, 2022, number one, all that matters, Justin Bieber, <laughs> certified banger. If I, I was going to say, I feel like you would like that anyway, but yeah, I do. Noted. I do love this song, but mm-hmm. it's from like 2012. <laughs> so it wouldn't be in my Spotify 2022 wrapped if it hadn't been on my pole dancing playlist. Number two. Don't ya the Pussycat oh, Dolls? Another absolute banger. track. Yes, though. Um, we did an exotic routine to that, and it wasn't so much an exotic; it was more of a showgirl um, uh-huh. routine. And the girls loved it; they loved that routine. Um, number three, excuse me, "Electric" by Alina Baraz and Khalid. If I played it for you, you would know it. I, yeah, it's like I think really I... soft and like. Um, bit sensual sens- very sensual yes thank you um <laughs> that's the word that was number three so we did like an intermediate dance to that that was actually the term that i left for america that was a really good one i try yes. and like mix up the tempos for the songs for each term like i try and do one term <laughs> we do really fast next time we'll do really slow just so they're not constantly i just like, had a funny memory i'm gonna yep. cut you off yeah you yeah, know please 2018 america trip yes we were both we were both on this trip mm-hmm. and it might have been, I don't think it was 4th of July, but it was maybe a night that our friend Tristan, who we were staying with, had all his American friends over mm-hmm. Yeah, and you took a bunch, it was just all the girls, I think. You're like, come upstairs, come upstairs. Just probably, probably had a, a couple of Smirnoff ice by Which that we, point. Which we were allowed to. We were 19. It yeah, was fine. Of totally course. legal. Totally legal here. Here, but not in America. <laughs> and you're like, come upstairs, come upstairs. And oh, mind I you, me and you so met well. maybe like only a couple months before that trip. Yeah. But yep. the, and these other guys you'd met that night. And you're like, guys, come upstairs. Pulls a chair out of who knows where and just gives us this whole 
I wouldn't, I don't know, it wasn't a pole routine, but it, it was, was a chair routine. It was a chair routine. Yeah. And it was like, and you in just, the shoes. In the shoes. <laughs> and absolutely killed it. Because you bought shoes on that trip. Yeah, I was in Vegas a couple of weeks before you guys got there and I went to, um, <laughs> I just remembered that story. I, I was like, I so went good. to the, the, I don't even know what you would call it. Like, I guess it was a shoe store um, that sold like stripping shoes. They're called pleasers. The brand of like pole dancing shoes, the originals are called pleasers. And yes. And that's the brand you want. Yes. That's the, of course it's the brand you want. And they range from like five inch to like 12 inch. Some of them are massive, but yeah, I bought those shoes, brought them back to LA and then met these girls and they were interested. And I was like, come upstairs. Let I'll me put on a show a, for I'll you. Give you a show. Yeah. I think and I, that I, you did. Thank you so much. Was it all right? Like, it was, like I was, honestly, I, I do so impressed. much. I do so much shit that I'm like, look back on and say, that is so cringe, Lily. Like, you really did not have to take it that far. But it's all part of it's building character, you know. I want to know. You did say to me before we started recording this that you were maybe going to pack your pole shoes on the the off is, instance that you needed them in Europe. You never know what? when you're going to need them. Honestly, what what scenario had you thought up that the pole shoes might come out? In Europe. Um, just in case. Beach you know, club? Yes. Beach club, nightclub vibes. They go down a dancer and I'm like, <laughs> wow, you won't believe it, but I actually am a pole dancer slash show girl. Get paid to perform and podium dance. I'll do it for free if you just like brought my shoes with me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I am ready to go. Yeah. No, I was not so much for that, but I was thinking, oh, maybe I will do a few classes in Europe. Um, but then also... I'm not going to pole dance. I'm going to travel. I have to remind myself. And they also weigh a lot and they would mm. take up a lot of room in my bag. So I think that idea is going to Packing out the a bag underweight for holidays mm. already a tough stress. 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 For that long as well. I'm breaking out of a rash already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to full circle it mm-hmm. and I want to end just by asking, I guess, if there was one thing you wish people were more understanding of mm-hmm. or were more, I guess, aware of about pole, mm-hmm. what would it be? Probably just what it does for you. Like in terms of, I think I already touched on this, but it, what it does for you spiritually, uh, you don't understand it until you've done it or you've tried it because like from an outsider's perspective, you think that, you know, girls are just doing it because they want to get down and dirty and dance promiscuously in some giant heels and a G-string, which is a giant part of it. Don't get me wrong. But I like no other sport or activity has made me feel the way the pole does. And like it's cliche to say, but you just don't know until you try. And I just wish more people would try it because, yeah, the amount of people that kind of judge you before trying to understand why you do it is just like crazy and that comes with it you like you kind of accept that when you start doing it like if you're going to be open and tell people that you are doing pole dancing you kind of expect them or you to cop a bit you kind of expect to cop a little bit of shit or um but they just don't know what they're missing out on you know like i it's all oh excuse me there goes my drink <laughs> good <bottle>. catch hydroflask <laughs> um <laughs> You don't understand the that it's about, like, for me personally, it's about sensuality and fluidity and empowerment and being able to move my body in a way that makes me feel like the ultimate version of myself. And that is super addictive. And you don't know that it does that for you until you try it. So I wish people would just kind of 
kind of let their wall down and just go and do it for a laugh. Like it's just, yeah, it's just done a lot of amazing things for a lot of amazing people. So totally. And I guess if it brings with anything, but if there's something that brings someone or a group of people that much joy, it's kind of like if it doesn't have anything to do with you and Mm -hmm. it's not affecting you in that way. Yeah. Why knock them if it's bringing so much value to their life yeah yeah exactly and if you don't like it don't follow it don't follow me on instagram uh, if you don't, don't like follow it, me at tiger lily poll <laughs> or at lily car 22 i often do post um poll, poll stuff on my normal account as well because i'm just like fuck it like it's, yeah it's i love putting it out there because you never know like it might encourage somebody that follows me not that I have a giant following or anything but somebody that does follow me randomly to be like wow that looks so fun maybe I'll try it and then they can then be like wow that was amazing I can't believe that's the number one thing I think that when people do try it and they do take my advice they're like why didn't I listen to you sooner like I can't believe I've been wasting all of this time not doing it because now I'm obsessed with it I do five classes a week and it just brings so much like fulfillment to my life and I can't honestly think about I don't even want to think about what my life would be like without it because the amount of things that it's like brought to me and like given me over the years and it's carried that's carried on into different aspects of my life not just pole like I it's just such a big part of my identity these days that yeah I can't I can't imagine I can't ever imagine going back and not trying it because I think I would be such a different person if I didn't do it which sounds really cheesy but yeah I think um yeah I would be a completely different person if I'd never done it so and that's scary to think but it is true it's it's weird to think how you know one you know maybe you didn't fall and hurt your knees Yes, I often think about that too. Because it's just the smallest thing. Yeah, it's um a blessing and a curse both at the same time. Because if I had never done my knees and I was, but they was completely healthy, I probably would never have tried it, or maybe not tr- had tried it until I was twenty five. And by then, it it wouldn't have shaped my life in the way that it has now. It, it not that it would have been too late, but yeah, it wouldn't have helped me kind of grow from that like young age and do all the things that it has done for me so totally mm. well thank you oh. very very much this has been so much fun yes yeah, so much fun and i'll have you back for sure we absolutely have yes episode two you've already got the most views out of all of the podcasts that you've done <laughs> um <laughs> and she'll be back yes guest. i absolutely have to be back well back for all the europe antics <gasps> yes absolutely the hot girl summer Oh, I have so many stories. Oh, I will bet. I'm so excited. <laughs> It'll be good. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>